Cape Talk. A worldview from London with Adam Gilchrist. Good morning, Adam Gilchrist. Hope you've been well. Very white this morning. <clears throat> oh, the so, lurgy. The lurgy has intensified. Yeah. Oh, My voice could be right oh, down there if we're not careful. So sexy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's, serious. We're serious. Let's talk about the Battle of, mm. of Bakhmut. It's a yeah. uh, an intense battle over the last few days and casualty claims um, by both Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, Ukraine uh, through their president, Vladimir Zelensky, saying that Russian forces have suffered 1,100 deaths in just the past few days. That's not uh, always how you count military casualties because wounded are usually put in there, but he says 1,100 deaths. Russia says it has killed 220 Ukrainian forces or Ukrainian troops just in the past 24, 36 hours. Neither number, by the way, has been verified by independent sources. Uh, So we're not sure. But what we do know is there certainly have been heavy losses on both sides in the battle for Bakhmut. Moscow has been targeting it for, well, it must be pushing 10 months now. It's grinding war of attrition. And you see aerial photos of this city. Well, it looks like an ex-city. It's just a wasteland, except it's a debris-strewn, twisted metal and concrete wasteland. And analysts, of course, they can be wrong, but they suggest Bakhmut has very little strategic value. It is, of course, a symbol of whether Russia can possibly claim a victory, a symbol of whether Ukraine can possibly hang on to something. But frankly, Bakhmut may once have been a nice place to live, mm. 70,000 people, etc., with the population. Uh, but the way it is at the moment, um, I guess both sides need a bit of positive news. And that's what really this battle is about. Yeah, it's uh, the heart of minds, I guess, of, of people on the home yeah. front. Yeah, yeah. Let's move to the Mediterranean and the issue of of Mm. migrants playing itself out um, in the UK and Gary Lineker and the BBC. But it continues to be a real issue, particularly in the Mediterranean. Scores of people uh, missing um, in the Mediterranean while others have been saved by a Libyan boat. Yeah, the language of, uh, of of the UK government is the thing that Gary Lineker was so upset about, and it's the thing that you sometimes struggle to get to grips with, thinking these are clearly desperate people who are trying to move from one place to another. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone comes in. It doesn't mean that everyone should be shut out, but a proper process. So here we have, frankly, a lack of process in the Mediterranean because there was that EU patrolling force that seems to have disbanded, and now it's down to individual countries to sort themselves out. So this was a case of a boat that was sinking in the Med. It was about 200 kilometers northwest of Benghazi, carrying people, probably not Libyan even, but coming from Libya. Uh, Distress calls were picked up. This thing began to to, uh, sink, and a charity called Alarm Phone tweeted how they were in shock that there are dozens of people in distress who may well have drowned and the Italian Coast Guard did respond. But how slow was the response is the question. It certainly wasn't fast enough for some of those on board because we now know that 30 people are missing from this capsized migrant boat. 17 people were saved, but 30 missing. I mean, if you're missing in the med for a day or two, that's it basically, isn't it? That's surely it. And in particular, given there's a hint of spring across Europe, so marginally better weather 
is this the start of what could be a tragic migration yeah. season? Uh, again, we worry about that, don't we? Oh well, boy, this could be the first of many, unfortunately. Of course. And then uh, a story that is reminiscent of, I don't know if you remember, um, Ruben the Hurricane Carter. There was the movie, oh, the, the Hurricane. hurricane. Uh, the retrial after 55 years Later, uh, a convicted killer in Japan is 87 years old and is also a former boxer like Ruben the yes. Hurricane Carter. Was it Denzel Washington played him in the film? That's I right. And the, the and the and the Bob Dylan song, the Bob Dylan song where you had to turn over the record halfway through to get the second half of it because it was that long and that fabulous. A fantastic song. But here we are. You're right. A sort of Japanese version, sort of ish. Um, an 87 year old former boxer in Japan has been granted a retrial. He's believed to be the world's longest serving death row inmate. So Japan is a country where they might still put you to death. Uh, Iwao Hakamada sentenced to death in 1968 for robbing and then murdering his boss, his boss's wife, and their two children. He says his confession was beaten out of him by police. Now, this is this is the, the point where you think, really, how can this be true? When you look at just one bit of evidence, which was blood-stained clothes that emerged a year after the crime that his supporters say did not fit him, so weren't his, that the blood on the clothes was too new, according to his supporters, uh, given the time lapse, and DNA tests anyway found no link. The court at the time, and then a retrial court then in the 1980s, I think it was, uh, decided that the DNA uh, testing was flawed, said there was no link to these bloodstained clothes, and yet he was uh, ultimately found guilty, kind of based on that sort of evidence. So here we are overall, 55 years later, 55 years on death row, and judges in Tokyo have agreed to a retrial and to free him in the interim. Uh, I have to say, Hakamada's in a wheelchair these days. He's Mm. hardly a threat to society. So if innocent after 55 years, wow. wow. And if guilty, wow too, frankly. Let's see what happens. Gosh, imagine that compensatory payout if found innocent after 55 years like, is there any even amount of money that could make up for literally there's there's multiple lifetimes in that 55 years incarcerated but adam gilchrist chat to you tomorrow really appreciate your time